Broadcasting from the News Radio 102.9 KARN Radio Center and Studio 1B, it is Guatney Unplugged with Scott Romine. Hey, Scott here. Hope you guys' Saturday is going awesome. I'm really excited to talk about arm wrestling today. We have from Arkansas, Michael, or Monster Michael Todd. It's 22 world titles, 36 national titles, placing him among the most reputable arm wrestlers of all time. Michael also has a personal training and body transformation business, the Monster Factory, where monsters become real. How are you, Michael? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And I hate to do this, but I have to make one correction. It's 23 world titles, not 22. Oh, well, I guess you need to update your website where I got that. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. You done uh, went and won another one. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, happy to be on here. Uh, look forward to chat with you. The Monster Factory, where monsters become real. I first read that. I thought, oh, my gosh, my ex-wife's down there. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't That's say funny. that. It's funny, though. Where did you grow up in Arkansas? Man, I, I, I was born in the Malvern Hospital. I graduated from Magna Cove. I went there from kindergarten to 12th grade. And uh, basically been in Arkansas my whole life. I've traveled all over, um, lived in a few other states, you know, but uh, we actually last year, which is crazy. This is all through arm wrestling. We actually lived in Dubai for the first seven weeks of the year. Larry Wills, a big YouTube influencer, flew me over to train him to arm wrestle in 2020 around Thanksgiving. He actually wanted me to stay. I'm like, dude, I could go home. I got grandbabies. I could go home for Thanksgiving. He's like, can you come back and train me? We figured it out. We, uh, we took off. We, uh, my wife resigned her position as a labor delivery nurse and we moved to Dubai and trained him for seven weeks for arm wrestling and then just went full-time social media after that. How has he done after you trained him? He's done really well. Like he's done. He honestly, though, the crazy thing, he's had three super matches. The super matches when one person takes on another person, best of five, six rounds, whatever, however the format goes. And unfortunately he has lost every one he's had so far, but he has picked very high level opponents, right? Cause he's a world-class strength athlete probably pound for pound one of the strongest men to ever live and he's only 26 years old but he is just a genetic freak um shredded 275 pounds single digit body fat mm. you know 900 plus pound squat deadlift 675 bench you know unequipped just raw freakishly strong human being but translate arm wrestling is about tendon strength ligament strength and just conditioning and he's only a couple years in the sport now so it just takes a little bit of time it's unusual you saying that. Isn't that low of a body fat level kind of rare in arm wrestling or powerlifting? Well, okay. So uh, a lot of times powerlifters will have, you know, like the, the, uh, the, not the, what would you call it? The big belly. The, well, they're like, bulkier they're, they're, guys. The, the, well, the powerlifting belly, because they're doing big deadlifts, they got big, strong cores, big squats, overhead presses, strong yep. main competitors, stuff like that. Now, um, Marius Pujanowski, who's won more uh, world strongest men titles than anyone ever. He was an anomaly, but he was a single digit body fat kind of guy who was just a freak. Um, but probably the best strongman of all time is the Jonas Invictus, and he has that big, thick body. Now, as far as arm wrestlers go, a lot of arm wrestlers have a very low percentage of body fat because there's so many different weight classes. Once you become a super heavyweight, most of those guys, uh, they don't care what they eat. They just want to be big and massive. I'm not that dude. I'm a 280 pound guy, but I want to have abs because uh, I want to be fit. I want to be healthy. Anytime I get to around that 300 pound mark, I start not feeling good about myself just because I'm a little softer and I don't really like the physique as much, but yeah, it just depends on what, what your discipline is. But yeah, he's, he's, like I said, he's a genetic freak, but have you ever tried cool. these things? Like why I watch on ESPN, these, uh, like, I think there's a guy named Mag Magnumson or something like that. They pick up these big stones and 
it's it's kind of unique, you know, the big rocks yeah. and you got to put them up on something. I mean, have you done that? I'm sure you could. Yeah, those are, those are those are Atlas stones and you load them on different platforms. That's world's strongest land type stuff that you're talking about. And you could be talking about Magnus Samuelson, who was actually the 1998 world's strongest man that actually yes. was a former arm wrestler back before. Um, and then, um, like I, when I lived in Dubai, I got to train half toward the mountain from, uh, from Game of Thrones. I got to work with him on a table a little bit. Actually, I got to go play top golf with him. Uh, he's a pretty cool dude. He actually has invited me and my wife to come to Iceland to come train with him and, you know, train some strongman stuff and, and do some arm wrestling stuff in Iceland with him. But yeah, I mean, arm wrestling has been amazing for me. I started back in 1990 at the Saline County Fair, went to a wrist wrestling tournament. And now I've been to Europe 30 plus times and traveled the world and met a lot of cool people. You are exactly four months older than me, so I'm guessing you had to have grown up watching Over the Top. I did, and I wasn't an arm wrestler yet, right? So I was just a Sylvester Stallone fan. Sure. But then once I watched Over the Top, actually when I was 20 years old, Bull Hurley, they got Rick Zomal, the guy that plays Bull Hurley at the end of that movie, mm-hmm. when I was 20 years old at the Texas State Championships, I beat him. A good friend of mine from Arkansas, James Smith, actually found that semi truck in a uh, in a wrecking salvage yard in California and the thing that Stallone is working out with pulling down with that arm is still in it. It's well, that's in, it's, funny cuz I know the guy who actually won that truck which was crazy so he won <laughs> he won the truckers division with John Brzezane, but he didn't get it for like a year because they had to drive around the United States promoting the premiere of the movie and then we actually won the truck he sold it and bought a Corvette. That's crazy. Because one of, one, I don't know if it's the, the, the A truck or the B truck, or whatever, but one of the trucks is definitely in a movie car junkyard in California. Do you That's remember crazy. your very first arm wrestling? Did you win the competition in Sling County? Nope, took third place. Took third place in the 200 pound division. I came back home and I had my buddy build me a wrist wrestling table. Wrist wrestling is different than arm wrestling. Still the same thing, except you, you lock your free hand in the middle, you grab hands in the middle, and you pin each other to your forearm. Arm wrestling, you have hand pegs out the side elbow pads, pin pads. So there's a lot more technique involved, but yeah, so I came home, had my buddy build one. I didn't know that the dimensions or anything. So I built it about three inches too tall. Cause I'm six, three. So I built it for my height, <laughs> but, uh, so I started holding tournaments at the uh, boys club there in Malvern and, and did that for a long time. And then two years later, I went to my first pro arm wrestling tournament, uh, August 1st, 1992 in Bozier city at BJ's country. And I, I lost my first match because I had no idea what the guy was doing. I thought we was just going to go inside and hook and he was a top roller, open my hand up. And in the B side of the bracket, the next round, the guy that I put out of the tournament was the reigning national champion. He'd been training. Uh, the guy that put him there had been training for three years to beat him. They met up first round. That guy beat him, put him in the B side of the bracket. And I put the reigning national champion out of an event. Oh a very first gosh. wrestling event. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you. Have you had, like the blessing of coming back to Arkansas and, and walking in a boys club or something you grew up in and, and doing something with some kids. We, well, the boys club that I, I used to be in, that, that it's not there anymore. They've moved the boys club over uh, a different part of town now. And I've, I've held a couple of tournaments there and done a few things. Um, I haven't got to do like motivational speaking or come back and just talk to kids and stuff. That's something I'd like to start doing. What's oh, crazy is right Right before COVID, now this is a little bit different, but kind of cool. Right before COVID, I was supposed to go and speak and do like a motivational speaking thing at Little Rock Air Force Base and Mm -hmm. do a 
a beat the champ and arm wrestle everybody there. And I was supposed to do that at the Air Force bases all across the United States, but COVID shut it down. I've never got an opportunity to do that again. But that was something I was excited about doing because mindset and all that stuff is very important, not just in athletics or strength, but just in life, right? No matter what your oh, goals sure. are, you have to have a plan in place. And you have to set those short-term goals, reach those goals, intermediate goals, long-term goals. And that's just something I've always based my entire life on. And I don't look too far down the road because it's unachievable. All if I can get through today, I just got to get a bunch of these days together before you know it, I've reached my goal. You work out all the time. You do all this. But when it comes down to it, how much is mental? Well, I mean, you can be as mentally strong as you want and go against some of these guys. It's not going to matter. But once you're at my level, we all know how to arm wrestle. We're all really, really strong. The mental aspect plays a huge role. Like you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe you're capable. And honestly, when it comes down to it, I'm I'm always super nervous until the first ready go. Like uh, I'm, I'm known as Monster Michael Todd. But when I go up to the table, I'm just I'm just Michael Todd. Like I'm doubting <laughs> myself. I don't know if I deserve to be there or whatever. As soon as they say go and we slip that first round and I know I deserve to be on the table. That's when Monster Michael Todd takes over and I'm a different person then. That's that's unbelievable. Now you go on these tours and you have these elaborate, awesome like RV buses and all this stuff. What happens on a tour? Are you are you competing or do the public have a chance to take you on or or what is that like for people that just are not, not privy to what you do? Well, that's what we did last year. So I rate I raised a quite a significant amount of funds to uh, do a six-month tour. I mean, I had to cover my expenses at home, so I had to get that covered. I had to get, cover my expenses on the road. So I, rate, I got several brand partners to partner with us, and we, we purchased an RV. We wrapped it, and we hit all 48 states in five months. We did a 20,000-mile tour. I wrestled over 3,000 matches, took on all comers, and I got to interact with just the, the, the average person. What it is that's different about arm wrestling is like if I was a UFC champ and you had me come to your event and Mm-hmm. I mean, you can sign pictures. I can sign pictures, uh, t- sign autographs, and take pictures. That's pretty much it. I mean, you don't get to get in the ring and fight me. Sure. But with arm wrestling, I just put off the arm wrestling table, and you get to arm wrestle the world champ. I mean, you got a story to tell for the rest of your life. I was this close to beat me. Talk with Monster Michael Todd. He is the world champion uh, arm wrestler. You are we're the same age. You had to have grown up on Dukes of Hazard. I was just about to say, congratulations on the wedding. I'm a huge Dukes of Hazard fan. I mean, I mean, love Dukes of Hazard. Like literally, I, I got a funny story. I'm gonna tell you in just a second. But even though I mean, even so, I even liked the Dukes of Hazard movie. And I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm so in I, that movie, actually. Are you? Really? I was an extra on that film. I'm in the uh, the so racing cool, yeah. scene. Yeah, I've got a General Lee in the garage. My dad and I built a General Lee about 20 years ago, and it's like a awesome. family member. You should come see it or pick it up. I, I, well, I definitely. <laughs> there you go. So here, here's my here's my Dukes of Hazard story. This is how committed I was as a Dukes of Hazard fan growing up. Oh yeah. I'd gotten in trouble in school. I know it sounds crazy, but I'd gotten in trouble. <laughs> And I came home and my dad's like, you can get, you can be grounded for a week. You can get a whipping or you can miss watching Dukes of Hazzard night. I'm like, whip me right <laughs> now. Missing, I am not missing Dukes of Hazzard. <laughs> oh, and then he cuffed you and stuffed you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was the greatest yeah. thing when we were kids. It still is to oh, me. Yeah. So oh, you, I love it. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, just sorry. great. It's just good fun. Right. You know, I mean, we need shows on TV where, you know, the bad guys aren't so bad and the good guys always win. And Uncle Jesse says the prayer at the table. That's missing right, from right. television these I, days. It 100% is. My wife and I love 80s movies and we go back and watch them all the time because they're just so refreshing. It oh, takes yeah. us back to our youth. But it's just a simpler time, man. I mean, we, we love it. We, we have 80s binge movie marathons all the time. What's your favorite movie from the 80s? Oh my God, there's so many. So I'm going to tell you one that I liked a lot that you probably don't know, but it's, I think it's probably Jim Carrey's first movie. Did you ever see Once Bitten? 
I know what it is, but I'm not familiar with it. I, I know it's what it is. It's a spectacular movie. It's a spectacular movie. But like any of those, any of those just kind of corny, just fun movies. I mean, I can't even think of the ones we watched recently, but just I mean, obviously you like the Top Guns and all those oh, things yes. and stuff like that, right? My favorite one from the eighties. Yeah, yeah. This, wait, if it ever comes out, you know, it's only about. I, I saw something the other day. I mean, it's been it's like two years late, but I saw two years late. It's like maybe May or something. I've heard there's May twenty six. Yeah, yeah. There's it, a release. I guess it is Memorial Day weekend. My favorite movie from the eighties is Commando. I've watched oh, that thing Commando. thousands yeah, yeah. of Elisa, times. Lisa Milano and oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. yeah. Man, just freaking great. So, speaking of celebrity stuff, how did it happen that you arm wrestled The Undertaker? Okay, so that was part of the tour. So, one of the people that we teamed up with was Nine Line Apparel. They're an amazing company out of uh, Savannah, Georgia. They're veteran-owned, and they do all kinds of stuff to help build tiny homes for homeless veterans. They do all kinds of other stuff as well. So, it's absolutely a wonderful company for us to partner with. But they have a lot of different contacts. So, I went down there, and I did the, uh, the Nine Line charity event, and I knew The Undertaker was going to be there. So after the event was over, I mean, we got, I mean, I got to shoot machine guns out of a helicopter with the Undertaker. Awesome. We both shouldered 50 cal rifles, and it was just awesome. Great experience, <laughs> right? But after the event, you know, we had the after party, and I lined up everybody arm wrestled. And then, you know, we got the Undertaker. We had Godfather to come up first, and we got the Undertaker to come up. And then he's tagging in the Godfather to help him and all that stuff. So it was fun. Man, that's, that's so cool. Uh, yeah. The Undertaker. I think he's retiring from wrestling or has no, retired. No, he's retired. And yeah. He just got inducted in the Hall of Fame last weekend. That's um, I'm right. I'm actually supposed to go down to Austin and do some content with him later on this year. Nice fellow, I'm sure. Super good guy. Super good guy. Like at the, at the, at the auction, he, he spent a lot of money at the auction for the nine line charity. It was awesome. We, we had fun. We were sitting here watching him and a few of the other guys just really enjoyed themselves. They had a lot of fun. That's so great. If you're just joining us, we're talking with monster Michael Todd. He has 23 world titles, 36 national titles in arm wrestling. What was the hardest one to win and why? Okay. So I don't, I mean, I don't know, like as far as the hardest to win, some of the ones that were most like that meant the most to me. So Andre Pushkar um, was pretty much my biggest rival. He was known as the Ukrainian pain train. A uh, bad dude, just super, super powerful guy. Probably the most recognized, most accomplished World Arm Wrestling Federation super heavyweight champ of all time. He's probably fighting a, a war now. No, he passed away, unfortunately. Did he was, really? Uh, yeah, it almost ended my arm wrestling career. Uh, he, so we pulled in 2012, and I was a huge, huge underdog. No one expected me to win a round. Uh, I was a world champion for multiple leagues at the time, and one of the promoters called me. I was like, hey, dude, they want to bet that, that he 6-0 sweeps you. And I'm like, all right, cool, take the bet, but tell him I'm going to 6-0 sweep him. And I ended up beating him 6-0, to zero, and it was a huge thing. I mean, it was just the biggest upset probably in arm wrestling history at the time. And so I, he wanted that he wanted that revenge so bad. And he became the overall number one in the world. I was contracted to another league. I didn't get to compete with him. We had these you know contract disputes or whatever. So I finally got a shot shot to pull him in 2017. And I, I went about it the wrong way. I bulked up, and I got heavy. I was about 312 pounds, and but I, I wasn't aesthetic. I wasn't fit. I was more self-conscious about how my shirt fit me on the 20-foot 20, 20 big screen that I was aired on than I was about winning an arm wrestle match. I, I had some self-esteem issues about being heavy because <laughs> I was a short, chubby kid growing up. Long story short, he ends up beating me 4-2. to two. At the time, it was a horrible loss for me. It was, I mean, being, you know, overall number one in the world, it was a huge, huge match. But a year later at that same event, he was on the way to the event and was killed in a car crash. Oh. And it just, it crushed me because um, I thought our, our story had a lot of chapters left, right? I didn't, I didn't, I thought we'd be arm wrestling for another 20 years That's and what turned out. So at, 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 after that, you know, I realized that it was how much it meant to him to get that win the year earlier. 
I was glad he ended up getting that last victory. But awesome guy. But that one beating him in 2012 was probably the the biggest win of my career up to that point. The second one would be I, I was also contracted. I was the reigning world champion of the Ultimate Arm Wrestling League, and then the World Arm Wrestling League debuted. And they were on ESPN and all kinds of stuff to the point to where I was at my grandson's t-ball game, and some kid walks up to me and goes, "Hey, do you know Travis Bajan?" I'm like, "Yeah, I crush Travis Bajan." But Travis was the guy on ESPN telling everybody he was the greatest, and I was on the Southern League, so I couldn't compete because of contracts, right? Right. Well, in 2017, they recruited me over. I ended up beating Travis Bajan for the super heavyweight title, and then Devin Larratt was the 225 pound champ the last two years in a row. In 2018, they revamped it, went from a tournament format to a one-on-one super match, uh, super series format. And everybody just assumed that Devin was a champ. I'm like, no, Devin's a skinny guy champ. I'm the super heavyweight champ. So they got rid of his weight class and they just combined us all. So Devin gained about 40 pounds. And in the finals that year, it was me and Devin. And people were just, I was, somehow I was the underdog. So I ended up winning that one 3-2 <laughs> in dramatic fashion. And that was probably my most rewarding but that was also the one that got me the most hate because Devin was the most popular arm wrestler in the world. He had the biggest social media presence. So all of a sudden, I was the evil villain for beating their hero, right? It's almost like so, wrestling, uh, you know, like well, you're the heel. Step, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was pretty crazy. But th- as far as the two biggest victories, probably the 2012 against Andre and then 2018, unifying the, the WAL heavyweight title was probably a big one. Have you been faced with like coming up and competing against maybe someone who was your hero coming up through this? Cause I know that happened with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He, he eventually competed like in 68 against Bill Pearl, who was the guy that inspired him to get into bodybuilding. Well, there's this one guy that I had massive respect for. His name's Richard Lubkees and he was a freak. Like he's just, he's 67 years old and still he he's amazing. So he's probably six, one, six, two, three thirty at single digit body fat. He's a monster. Like it, it doesn't make sense that human beings should look like this, but he's looked like that. The majority of his adult life, just freakishly in, in, insane. I mean, if you look at it, just shredded veins, 20 inch forearms, 23 inch biceps, massive, massive hands. And I mean, we were praying before a, a national championship one year and in the middle of prayer, I'm like, Richard, you got to back off my hand, dude. He was squeezing my hand so hard. Just hold my hand for the prayer that I told him he had to quit squeeze my hand so hard. It was hurting, you know? Oh my but, gosh. So I didn't compete against him until 2012 and we had a super match best of six. I beat him six zero. And then we did another one two months later, best, best out of five. And I won three to zero. Um, and so I, I have a, and then I, I beat him once in an event. So I'm 10 and zero against him, but he was a guy that I probably looked up to the most just because he was such a gentleman and such a, a good guy, but he was just such a imposing figure. Like the, one of the funniest things ever, he has a shirt that he wears around and says, I'm hard to get. Now. Yeah. Guy's and got good genetics. I'd say. <laughs> oh, it's spectacular. I mean, like I said, he's, he's in his sixties, could be as 66, 67 years old. And I'm telling you, he looks like, I mean, obviously he's older, but he looks as lean as anybody who steps on stage. Unbelievable. And he's still 323 and 30 pounds. Hey, we're talking with Monster Michael Todd, 23 world titles, 36 national titles, and he's from Arkansas, and he is at the very top of arm wrestling. We'll be right back here on Guatney Unplugged. You're listening to Guatney Unplugged on News Radio 102.9 KARN with Scott Romine. Brought to you by Guatney Automotive Group. Hey, Scott Romine here. We're talking with Monster Michael Todd. He is a world champion arm wrestler from Arkansas. And, uh, you know, I got to ask you, you're so huge. I got to wonder what are the numbers? Like, how much can you bench press or squat or some things like that? Okay, so. 
I'll, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm also, I'm obviously an arm wrestler and arm wrestlers don't necessarily translate to big benchers, big powerlifters, whatever, but I'm also a guy who's been in the gym for 30 plus years. Yeah. So my best ever bench was in 2007. I did a 520 bench, oh. but I actually, at the time I did a 225 for 80 reps. I told people I'm way ahead of, if, if I, I, my peak was way ahead of social media. Cause if I'd had an 80 rep, 225 bench video, that thing would be viral as crazy right now because I mean, all the other videos out there is maybe 50 reps are the most anyone does, but I just had a crazy ability to do crazy amount of reps with, with a weight that as long as I could breathe, I could keep repping it. Right. So I had a 520 bench, um, 585 squat and 605 deadlift. So I wasn't freakishly strong, but I was stronger than the average person, you know, now since then I've torn my left lat, I tore my right pec all in 12 days. Oh my gosh. <laughs> in October 19th, I tore my left lat. I was pulling 605 on a deadlift and it just, it just shredded it. Right. And then 12 days later I was benching. I just did a 480. I was trying to get back to that 500 pound benchmark. And then, uh, I went, I was going to do 405 for eight and on third rep of 405, I tore my right pack. How long did that put you out? Uh, I mean, I was stupid and I actually went and pulled 20 days later at the, that event over the year before that event over in Poland. Um, now I didn't do well because I, my, my entire torso from my waist up was and black because that left side, left side was torn my right side was torn so i had no side pressure but i had good back pressure i still had a good hand and pronation so i could control the hand i just couldn't go sideways ah. but so i mean but i mean i was back i won the arnold classic four months later i went to the arnold classic well i guess it's five months later i went to the arnold classic and won the arnold classic um arm wrestling championship so it took me about four or five months to recover now the biggest thing is i have a big hole on my right pec and a hole in my left lat uh, my right elbow has been fractured over 70 times. So I've lost oh my gosh. Yeah, it's insane. The doctors look at my elbow x-ray. They're like, that's the worst x-ray I've ever seen. My right fist is about 10 and a half inches from touching my shoulder. If I try to bring my hand back to my, my shoulder, it won't come. And if I try to straighten my arm out and I put a lay flat on the ground trying to straighten it, it's nine and a half, over nine inches from touching, like being flat to be able to touch. So I've lost a ton of range of motion in my right arm. My left arm. 12 years ago, blew apart in a world championship title defense in London. Doctor misdiagnosed and said I had a muscle tear. So I was like, okay, it's cool. I drove in, got a position, wooed at the camera, and then pow, arm landed on the table behind me. It was a partially torn ligament. The medial collateral ligament ripped off the bone. The flexor mass rolled up the forearm, and the elbow dislocated six inches. Uh, so does that yeah, so, put you out not using that arm? Oh, no. I'm, I've got a, a left-handed match this Saturday in Vegas. I just last We just had our first uh, Monster Factory pay-per-view event here. At our, at our gym here in Hot Springs, um, what was it, March, I don't even know what date that was, uh, what date is it now, where are we at, March 19th maybe, I don't, I don't know, a few weeks back, I guess it's three, it's three weeks ago this Saturday, and um, I was number 17 in North America left-handed, they dropped me off the rankings pretty far, and I pulled the number five guy in North America, and I beat him three to one, and this Saturday I pulled the number two guy in North America, he's 6'4", about 380, so he's 100 pounds heavier than me. How long do you work out every day? Do you include cardio and things like yeah, that? I do 30, yeah, I do 30 minutes of cardio every morning. And then I'm currently doing a powerlifting program that I do five days a week. But also, that's, that's just that specific workout. That's probably an hour, a little bit longer. And then I do hand, wrist, and forearm stuff separately. So I, I normally do three workouts a day, a cardio workout, my powerlifting program, and then hand and wrist specific arm wrestling related stuff. Michael, how exciting was it when you signed with your first sponsors and who all are your sponsors? I've had so many over the years. I used to be in, in 2005. If you went into a GNC, I was the lipo six guy. I was the poster that you walked in when, when you, when you came in, I was a dude that you saw I was this little 195 pound fitness model. 
So I used to be with them. I've been with BSN. I've been a lot of different company companies throughout the years. But right now, I'm probably in my best place ever as far as uh, branding, uh, brand partners, social media. We just crossed our first platform with over 100,000 followers. That was on Facebook. We're about 90,000 subscribers on YouTube, about 80,000 on Instagram. But I've partnered with some amazing companies. Our 2022 brand partners, like I said, are Nine Line Apparel, which is amazing, mm-hmm. better known company. Then we have Redcon One Supplements. Uh, the highest level of readiness is their tagline. They're an amazing supplement company. I could do a lot of cool stuff with them. So I'll be uh, doing some different collaborations with some of their other Redcon athletes. And then McHenry Excavating. He's an excavation company here at Hot Springs. Wonderful guy. We just met up this year and, and become really good friends. And he he's a, a tremendous brand partner. He's actually, we have 5.7 acres here in Hot Springs. And he has built me a, a, a running path, jogging path, mountain biking path around my property, around the oh, perimeter wow. of my property. But we're also putting our own little mini Conquer the Gauntlet type course. We're going to have 12 different fitness stations around this this course. So instead of being an obstacle course, because the, the stations won't be in the middle of the the track, they'll be off to the side. So because we don't want to, you know, I've got grandbabies and stuff and I don't want them, you know, running into the obstacles and stuff. But we're going to have this 0.37 mile you know, fitness course that we're going to bring in different uh, YouTube personalities and stuff and celebrities to try to, to set the course record. So he, he, he's built all that for me. Your grandbaby's probably benching a hundred pounds already. Just guessing. No, not yet. Not yet. But they're phenomenal at uh, body weight exercises, which is what I would tell every parent to get their kids. I think gymnast gymnasts are the best athletes, strongest athletes in the world pound for pound. I think everyone should, should have their uh, child doing some sort of, obviously I was a martial artist as a kid. And so I was a black belt when I was a young man. So I think stretching, uh, calisthenics, any type of body weight exercises and training and flexibility and mobility is key in your youth. Let me ask if you. Oh, sure it ahead. is. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about something timely. I mean, you're a big, strong guy, but, but this COVID got you. Did it knock you down pretty good? Man, I should have my wife tell you. Um, COVID really, we, we had the Delta variant in July. Okay. We actually, we thought we, thought we killed the cast of... Uh, um, what was the Duck Dynasty? Because I did both of their podcasts this last year on our tour. Oh no! Did and you give it to all of them? Well, fortunately, they had already all had it, and they'd all been vaccinated. Um, but yeah, we as soon as we got back from their house, it hit me hard. It hit my wife first, and she was sick for a little bit. But about two days later, I went from perfectly healthy to seven days later in the floor crying, saying I want to die. It was, I had double pneumonia. My doctor's like, I can't send you to the hospital as sick as you are. You'll die from something else. You have, my wife's a 20 plus year uh, nurse and my mother-in-law is a 40 year ER nurse. So she was living in the RV. My wife was here at the house. They were, I, I was doing breathing treatments, everything. And uh, I made it through it, you know, but it was, uh, it was oh my really bad. gosh. Yeah. We were, we were very, I mean, I, we just didn't think as healthy as I am. And we just didn't think it could take me out like that. And it almost, it almost got me. Ah, uh, that's, that's bad stuff. You, Hey, earlier you mentioned that you won the Arnold classic. And yeah. so did you meet my hero, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, I met him several times. We actually, in 2011, we opened up the Arnold classic Europe in Madrid, Spain together. I got a couple of videos of that, a couple of foot, uh, you know, pics from that, but I've, I'd met him back previously at the Arnold classic in like 2002. We all got our pictures with him and stuff, but yeah, so uh, I've been blessed uh, to meet a, you know a lot of cool folks, you know Randy Couture and stuff like that. I actually got to be um, by accident. I was on season three, episode two of SWAT. I was a cult member. I was out there hanging out with um, Kenny Kenny Johnson, who is a amateur world champion. He's Luca on SWAT, and he's introduced me to the cast from Armour and everybody, and we're having a great time. And then 
the producer's like, are you, are you uh, zooming? I'm like, who's zooming? And apparently it was, it was a cat, the guy, the character from the next week's episode. So I was out there in LA and <laughs> I was going to Vegas to do my anniversary. And they're like, can you be here next week? And I looked at my wife. She's like, yes, you can. So we cut our anniversary short, went back. I filmed three days. And uh, so I'm actually SAG eligible for acting and stunts now. Oh, that's that was great. A cool experience. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Do you look to do more acting or try to get in some other movies? Absolutely. I, I mean, so that's the other thing. Right now, my wife and I are in the middle of our own transformation. Obviously, we have Monster Factory and we do our physique transformation and stuff. But we are currently, I will turn 49 June 12th. And I plan on this year being the most fit, most athletic, most everything I've ever been in my life. Right. And so she, she's hundred percent my inspiration. She gets out there and kills it and inspires me to do more. So we're going to do a, an awesome physique transformation this year, do some really cool photo shoots. But the objective is to to translate that into uh, some different movie roles. Now, one cool thing you was talking about the undertaker earlier. So I don't know if you're familiar with Braun Strowman from WWE. Not his real name is Adam. Okay. Adam Shear is his real name. But okay. it's his, control control your narrative is his new wrestling that he just came up with. His, uh, the second show was in Dallas. He'd asked me to come down. I was just going to be there in, in the audience hanging out. And then the day of, hey, can you bring your arm on the table down and shoot some content? I'm like, sure, of course. Um, and then when I get down there, like, dude, the guy that's supposed to be interviewed didn't show up. Do you want to be in the show? I'm like, absolutely, I want to be in the show. So we got up there, did the little interview, did a little arm wrestling match, flipped the dude over the table. He came bum rushed me, clotheslined him out of the ring. So I had my little wrestling debut last Thursday night, so it was pretty cool. Man, my new hero is Monster Michael Todd, arm wrestling champion from Arkansas. 23 world titles, 36 national titles. He knows my hero, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Man, you're just living the life, man. Oh, I'm going to be honest. We truly are blessed. We get to, you know, first and foremost, I'm blessed because I get to spend every day with my best friend. Uh, I get to, you know, my wife and I, she does, handles all of our social media. We, like I said, last year we jumped in the RV and we took a six month tour around the United States. So I get to wake up next to my best friend every night and, and, and just, we get to choose our own, you know, whatever it is we want to do. And I'm hundred percent blessed to be able to do that. But yeah, th- throughout this life, I'm able to, to do really cool things and meet interesting people, go to interesting places and just enjoy every moment. Cause none of us are promised tomorrow. So I try to make the most out of the day. You're exactly right. Hey, you do monster factory and you train people. Whatever. What is most people's goals when they want you such a huge guy to train them is, is they wanting to turn into a Hulk? Is that typically the thing? No, no. So here's the deal. So I've been doing this. It's, it's had several different names. It was complete physique and cabots. Todd Soda transformation here. Now it's a monster factory. Um, but basically I've just developed a, a transformation program about 20 years ago. I came up with my own monster, Michael Todd bachelor diet. You can actually get that off my website. It's a, it's the easiest way to teach someone how to do their macros without a whole lot of food prep. And it's just a high-protein, moderate-carb, low-fat meal plan. And essentially, it's just to get you – it's not a weight loss program. It's a fat loss program. It's 16 weeks. It, it teaches you how to eat. Basically, at the end of this, you have a, a college education, nutrition, and training. And uh, it's – I've been doing this forever. So basically, you take somebody, average person, put on a few pounds. Most of my clients are you know, middle-aged folks who focused on their careers or family or whatever, and now they want to get in shape for themselves because they realize, hey, I, I need to be healthier. And they come here and we just get rid of the body fat. And a lot of times I'm like, well, what's your goal? And they'll tell me whatever, whatever. I'm like, well, we want to get you to have abs. And like, I don't really care about having abs. I'm like, well, you either have to get to the point where you are lean enough to where you can see your abs or you're always going to be on a meal plan because you have to permanently enhance your metabolic rate. Once you get lean enough to where your body's burning up calories like crazy, then you could have more frequent free meals. But in the process, you only get this one cheat meal a week. Well, no one wants to live the rest of your life when they have one cheat meal a week. So I tell people – if you will follow this program for the next 16, 24 weeks, whatever it takes to get you where you can see your abs and you're visibly leaner, 
then you can probably eat what you want Monday through Friday and eat what you want on the weekend or eat healthy Monday through Friday and eat what you want on the weekends. Is that a livable lifestyle? Of course. I'm like, all you got to do is just have one cheat meal a week till you get there. It sounds so, like the diet is a bigger part of it than the workout. Nutrition is always a key unless you're genetically gifted, unless you're genetically lean, which most of us are not, you know, um, that's why 70% of America is overweight because we all struggle. Right. And we celebrate food for every occasion. And that's just our society. So once you start treating few food as fuel and you start, you know, giving yourself frequent feedings throughout the day, your body just becomes accustomed to it. And you're, it will, but if you don't get all the way lean, this is what I try to tell people. If you don't get all the way lean, your body will naturally go back and reset to where it's most comfortable. So that's why people yo-yo diet. They never get all the way lean. You know what? But, it, it so impresses me about you and watching the YouTube and stuff is you seem to give away things that I think would be secrets that a pro would keep to themselves. Is that just I your do. person? I mean, you do that. I mean, yeah, I, I do. And I'll tell you why. I don't want any excuses when I win. You know, I don't want anyone. I'm like, this is what I do. You just have to outwork me. If you if you can outwork me, then you deserve to beat me. But I, I doubt that you're going to be willing to outwork me. So I'll tell you exactly how I train, exactly what I do. I keep no secrets. You just better come better prepared than I do. Your your whole approach to this is just incredible. Hey, let me ask you about an- another topic. You know, I constantly because I follow some of these things and, and we're always hearing about these bodybuilders and things that they're dying at 50, I guess, because their lifestyle or drugs or whatever. Is it as much a problem in the arm wrestling or the lifting world or power lifting? We don't hear about those guys that happen. Well, to I can't speak much. on power lifting. As far as arm wrestling goes, I mean, you're just hitting your stride at 50, probably, uh, John Brzezink, who's the greatest arm wrestler of all time, he took a five-year retirement. He just kind of left the sport and didn't want anything to do with it. And here he's back at 55 years old, and he's considered among the best in the world again. So arm wrestling is a sport that you can continue for years on. And the thing about arm wrestling, let's just say you were good at arm wrestling in high school. You didn't know it was a sport. You were an athlete and other, other things as well, but you always liked arm wrestling. As you got older, you know, you put on some weight, whatever, but you found you, Oh crap. I found arm wrestling. It's a great sport. It's awesome. I want to get into arm wrestling. Well, what happens is you're arm wrestling in a weight class that you shouldn't be in because you, know, mm-hmm. you gained this extra weight. And you're like, okay. Damn, yeah, if I could drop these 30 pounds. I'd be a lot more competitive. Right? So you take the 230 pound guy who's really a 190 pound guy and he loses the, the extra weight. Cause he wants to be a bit more competitive at the lighter weight class. That guy just, in, you know, put 10 years on his life. Cause he just got healthy. Right? So arm wrestling oftentimes improves someone's health. Because, you know, they're dropping weight because they're trying to get to that weight class. Now, if you're a super heavyweight, <laughs> you might get in worse shape because people just, they feed, feed, feed because they, they think bigger is better, you know. And for me, that, that, that approach doesn't work. I'm just, I'm a genetic, uh, if you just, if I was to just eat, the reason I'm performing as well as I do is because I treat myself like an athlete, right? Sure. I, I, I eat right. I, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do that stuff. So, um, but genetically, I'm a 300 plus pound hay hauling country boy. That's what my genetics are, right? Um, I fight those every day, right? I, I eat healthy. I try to become, you know, want to be lean, want to be aesthetic. But if I wasn't that guy, if I didn't care about that, I'd probably be a 350, 400 pound super heavyweight that was just had horrible cardio, but still arm wrestled because he loved arm wrestling. Yeah. You approach it. You're just a professional. I mean, you just approach it that way. Well, that's, that's I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that don't have to be that way. They're, you know, cause they give superior genetics or whatever. I've never been that guy. Like I, I treat this as a professional sport and that's why I've excelled as the way I have. And I, I think everyone should, whatever there's, whatever your goals are, right. Whether it's athletics, whether it's financial, whatever it is, you have to 
it has to be one of your priorities. You know, it's God family getting in shape. If it's not that hybrid priority, you're not going to do it. So who would you be your dream person to arm wrestle that you haven't got a chance to Stallone? <sighs> Stallone's a small guy. He does have a big hand. Um, but the, I mean, I would have liked to have arm wrestled Andre the giant before he passed. Oh, yes. Um, I've heard she killed like Devin Laird arm wrestled. She killed O'Neill. And he said, he's the strongest non arm wrestler he's ever arm wrestled. Really? Yeah. He said he's just freakishly strong because he, I mean, he's seven foot two and he has a massive, massive hand. So hand, he's l- huge. long forearm, you know, all that stuff for genetic advantages when it comes to arm wrestling. If you can control the hand, you can normally control the match. So he has a hand that wraps all the way around his, his opponent. So, Stuff like that. I mean, very few people do I really want to meet. One person I would like to meet is The Rock because I just want to see if he's as big as they say he is or am I bigger than him. <laughs> yeah, so I like he's The someone Rock. someone I'd like to meet. Yeah. I, I, I think he's a cool guy. I like what he's accomplished. He's definitely someone you could model yourself after because he's very goal-oriented. Um, but, yeah, so he's someone I'd like to meet. Hopefully I can – I missed – so I was – it came down to me and one other guy for the movie Red Notice. I was supposed to be one of the Russian prison guards with yeah. him and Ryan Reynolds. Just watch it. Yeah, they gave it to some other dude, and I I heard him say my line. I'm like, I could have done it way better than that guy. Of course you could have. I just watched the movie's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, it's a great movie. I love it. But yeah, he's someone I like. Ryan Reynolds too. He's hilarious. So he's that would have been a great opportunity to meet both of those guys. Hopefully that wasn't my only opportunity. Hopefully I get some more coming up. But yeah, man, I'm blessed. I love I love Armas. I love being healthy. I love inspiring, motivating others to do the same. So, but yeah. So you, if anybody wants to find out any more about me, you can go to monstermichaeltodd.com. And then from there, you can access my Monster Michael Todd YouTube, Monster Michael Todd Instagram, Monster Michael Todd Facebook. Everything's under the Monster Michael Todd. So I've only got a couple of minutes left. So I'm going to ask you, uh, I've heard of like Franco Colombo carrying a refrigerator by himself and people bending bars and ripping telephone books. Have you ever tried any of this kind of stuff? Man, I'm, there's, I don't really have any specifics feats of strength. I mean, there's some things that I can do that are, that are pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, I've been around some of the strongest athletes to ever live and I've seen them do some freaky stuff. Not my training partner, Corey West, my wife calls him the gorilla cause he's a little over six, three, 420 pounds. And he literally looks like a silverback gorilla, right? He reaches down and grabs a master lock and snaps it off. Which is what? Yeah. So he did it at work. He was at work and they'd lost the key. And one guy went to go get a set of bolt cutters. Well, everybody was sitting around talking. He just reached around and snaps it. So I, I began to tell the story. A couple months later, he's like, check out your inbox. I'm like, well, what's up? He said, well, you told the story so many times. I figured I should do it again. So he went and did it again. Has uh, he done it on video? So we can put it on oh, your yeah, YouTube. Got, well, yeah, I got a video of that one. It's not a super clear video. I mean, it's good. You can see it, but we did it again. We tried to duplicate it here and he had to use both hands to snap it instead of just one. But, uh, <laughs> I think, I, I think I weakened it first because I took my first attempt and then he snapped it. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I can do some stuff that's pretty cool. One of my claims to fame, and I don't know if you know Juji Mufu. He was on America's Got Talent. Uh, he's a he's a YouTube influencer, YouTube celebrity, sure. Instagram, all that stuff. Amazing. Probably a, uh, one of the best all-around athletes I've ever seen. Martial artist, aerial acrobat, martial artist, awesome dude. He came down here. We did a collaboration. And here I am, 48 years old, you know, don't train any of this stuff. I was like, hey, Juji, let's have a fitness competition. So we went downtown Hot Springs. We ran the stairs. We had some 14-foot climbing pipes that we climbed with just our hands, no feet. Um, did some box jumps onto an arm wrestling table, and then we carried a 300-pound sandbag up my driveway and set in the back of a truck. I actually beat him in the fitness contest. Oh, my gosh. Really? I was like, that was my claim to fame. Like, holy crap, I'm done. I've succeeded. <laughs> I beat Juju in the fitness competition. So, uh, I mean, considering I'm almost 49 years old, 
I'm still pretty athletic and, and still capable of doing a lot of cool stuff. And that's my goal this year. I want to exceed my previous best at everything. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of everything you do, and you really make Arkansas proud. And I uh, hope to have you back again. Appreciate you taking time to be on the show. You guys go have a great Saturday. See you next week on Guatney Unplugged.